0: Not just for the show. show. Australia, the holders of the world, they won it at Eden Park in front of 47,000 people back in 1988.
1: You were a member of that side, so, were you not? No, Mr. Boyd? No, 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 it was I actually played in the, the new series last. First World Cup game we played in
0: 1989 in, uh, in Auckland. There they are, the Skippers, both wearing number four. Gary of Matt Leningen.
1: This crowd in fine voice, and we're in for one tremendous sporting occasion. As we bring you the World Cup final on the wide world of sports. Wherever you're watching us, sit back and enjoy it. As Mel kicks on, the World Cup final is underway. Dennis Fitz is the first of the great Britain players to come back and reach the uh, reception committee from Australia.
0: Good everybody. Welcome to episode two hundred and sixty-three of Not the Footy Show. It's the off-season. Roberto Coxsmith. I'm Warwick Nicholson. Uh, Penrith Panthers. They won the premiership, but that's not what we're talking about anymore. That's the way rugby league works. The season's over. It's done with. Who cares about it uh, except for Paul Kent? Uh, but we have a World Cup coming up, buddy, and that's the topic of discussion today. Is the Australian Rugby League World Cup squad for the mm. twenty twenty-one, not twenty twenty-two Rugby League World Cup? Coxsmith. That's going to be annoying, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, there's other things that are annoying about the World Cup, which I'm sure we'll delve into as well, mate. But uh, it's all around numbers, isn't it? Really, 2021. Why not just just name it the 2022 and be done with it? You know, uh,
0: yeah. I oh, know semantics, oh, no. mate. Semantics. Oh, no. I know. I, speaking of that, uh, we also have squad numbers this year, which is very, yeah. very interesting. Saving on the laundry slash the uh, price of jerseys while you're over there for the World Cup. It's going to look weird having Daly Cherry Evans in number two and. Um, Nathan Cleary in number fourteen, or but that's where he could play. Who knows? Uh, and uh, Regan Campbell-Gello at 5'8
2: I like that idea. i I'd, I'd doubt it. <laughs> I think you, you you can cut Nathan's number in half, and that's where he'll be playing, mate. Uh, um, very very good. I don't. I, I look again. I'm a traditionalist, mate. I yeah, mean, so I. if you can't afford if you can't afford the jerseys, don't play the game. Why, why are we doing this? Are we doing this for the minnows so that they don't have to buy more jerseys? I mean, it could be. They, they should have a jersey per game. It should, be a jersey, it should be money set aside from the World Cup
0: committee at the very least to say, well, you know, we'll look after you in this regard. I'm sure, they're in England. It's not like they can't get a jersey
2: made. A, a, sponsor, a sponsor should come on board or whatever, a jersey per game. Yeah. If they're playing Cause, six cause, games, there should be six jerseys. Here's the thing that hasn't been thought of that much. Jersey swaps.
0: Well, they're not going to be able Are to they allowed to jersey swap now? If well, the whole idea is to I, save I, on I, jerseys, are they allowed
2: to jersey swap? Look. Put it this way. This is this is what I think, and I'm I'm only guessing, but I reckon Australia, if they're playing six games, we'll we'll probably have six jerseys, mm. but all with weird numbers on them. Yeah. I mean, are there some are there some countries out there that can only afford two sets of jerseys? Maybe. And if, but that's what I'm saying. So uh, the,
0: the jersey swap. Every time you play Australia, some teams might not be able to give their jersey to Australia. Australia's not the concern. It's that's can Scotland right. give away their jerseys at the end of the game? Can you know? I,
2: I think I think we might be more concerned with someone like Fiji, or uh, Cook Islands, or you know. No, it's
0: just a, it's a strange uh, like I'm sure they've thought of all this Smarter people than us, but uh, it's going to look very weird because some countries are going to do it as per what their probable team is going to be. Uh, yeah. So the fullback's going to be in one, etc. But we've done mm. it from a uh, I think it's longevity or uh, amount of test matches for Australia. Nah,
2: mate, it's just too clever, mate. Someone's too too clever.
0: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malmaning announced the squad that uh, Peter Valandis also picked. Uh, I think people will remember that he's on the selection panel for the Australian team. Uh, here is the squad in their squad numbers. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, James Tedesco, he is captain. Daly Cherry Evans, Ben Hunt, Valentine Holmes, Jake Trbojevic, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, Josh addo Jack White, and Cameron Murray. Matt Burton, Pat Carrigan, Nathan Cleary, Lindsay Collins, Ruben Cotter. Angus Crichton, Tino, I'm not going to butcher your last name, sorry, buddy, uh, Campbell Graham, uh, Harry Grant, Liam Martin, Jeremiah I, Marine Telangi and Isaiah. Yo, that's the squad. Anyone there that you are surprised they got in before we get to the snubs? Um,
2: No. uh, Well, yeah, probably. Probably one or two. Angus Pryton's a, a bit of a
0: surprise getting in there after the performance
2: in Origin? That's a little bit of a surprise. I'm not going to base it on Origin. I'm going to base it on the year, to be honest. Um, look, it's going to be unpopular with Queenslanders, but I, I don't know why they're taking Daily Cherry Evans. Hmm. To Incumbent be is honest. The word. Incumbent, apparently. Yeah, when was what, in 2019? <laughs> that's the whole point. That's
0: the hilarious part about it, is that he used that reasoning of why DCE not only is in the squad, but could be halfback because he's the incumbent, and then dropped Damien Cook. Last time I checked, he was the incumbent and had been there for a while. Like, what's the...
2: Well, what's the Well, uh, you know, okay, yeah, he, he's the incumbent from 2019, so sh- that shouldn't really count. But let's look at what the halfbacks who okay. are vying for that seven jersey... Have done in the last three years. Like, let's say, what, what was Nathan Cleary up to in 2019? Um, you know, he was still an emerging rookie, really. Maybe um, three years in, into his, he was three or four years into his career. He wasn't.
0: He he'd been around but, for a while.
2: Well, he's 24 now. Three years ago, he was 21. I think he I think he debuted at 19. So
0: was two- 2015 or 16 was his first foray in the first grade.
2: Okay, so he's two or three years into it, but in 2020, 2021 and 2022, he played in grand finals and in two of those, he won mm. with his team. Um, look, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say that Daly Cherry Evans played pretty good this year in origin, but I think consistently over the last three years, the best halfback in the competition and maybe the world has been Nathan Cleary. We just haven't had um, test football to, to, to have that question, that question be asked. That's the problem. Yeah, correct. Uh, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to boot it into DC because this will be his last Kangaroos 4A mm. I would suggest. Um but I would have I would have probably taken I would have probably taken an emerging, uh, another young halfback. Um mm. you know maybe someone like Nico Hines, he's just won the Dally M, he's not going. Yeah. Um, so I think he was maybe a little bit unlucky to miss out. Um and well, Edwards possibly... Cook
0: and Edwards Cook and Hines are the three emergencies. So if there's an injury, that may
2: come in. And I think two of those guys are really desperately unlucky not to go. And I think the, you know, Hines and Edwards. Cook's had his day, mate. I think I think he's he's had his day. I think that there are other hookers around that are probably playing a little bit better. And and Cook's had a great career. And, and we'll, say, we'll do for the next two or three years. But, um, yeah, Crichton's a bit of a weird one. DCE for mine is a weird one. Um, yeah, he's got enough going on at home, which we'll cover off in another podcast, yeah. that... Uh, he could probably just do with a nice off-season and worry about Manly. I think you have been harsh on Damian Cook
0: because the Rabbitohs did make a run at the end of the year and they made it to the prelim final and they've made five prelims finals in a row and he's been a big reason for that. I think you have been harsh on Damian Cook in saying that he's passed it, but I get it. I mean, look, Ben Hunt had a great origin series playing a hooker. Harry Grant was okay at origin. I wouldn't say he was outstanding in that series. He played well in, I think, one of the games really well. Um, I, I get the idea that this is... Malmeninga's team, I think you said that before we started recording, he's got the side that he wants, and that's really all that matters. I, I'm fine that the coach of Australia picks the team he wants.
1: I, yeah. it, you, you can talk yeah.
0: about snubs and whatever. It's not on us. It's not on whether we like a player or not, and that's why Edwards, I think, didn't get picked. It's He played as good as he could have, and he won the, uh, the Clive Churchill. Congratulations. Wow. But he ain't better than James Tedesco, and he's not no. going to get picked ahead of um, Cam Munster, Valentine Holmes, or um, Latrell Mitchell at fullback if we need him to play fullback. It's just not going to mm. happen. So unless he was going to get picked on the wing, he wasn't making the squad.
2: I, I agree. I agree. I, I just, I just would have thought that, given you know he's a, he could be a winger or he could be a fullback. I know that there's other guys in there that can play fullback as well. Um, but I reckon if he was chosen in that team, he'd be the second best fullback in the team. Um, and as far as as far as Cook goes, um, I know you're a fanboy. Right, Fine. but if he went, if he went, he would be the third best hooker in Australia going because I think Grant is number one and I think Appy Coruscant is right up his clacker. Uh, but I, I can't, I can't pick Appy. Uh, I know where, I know he got picked for Origin, but you've just, you're just again. dirty. You're dirty on Appy about Origin last year. That's no, no, you're still dirty. On just didn't, he's not a better player. You, than do, you don't, you don't think so, okay. You've been smoking something this morning, mate. <laughs> what are you on? No, Put I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for
0: Appy to take the Tigers to the promised land next year. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Sorry. that's not um, going to happen either. Even yeah, Appy he, knows that. He's so good, though. That's what you tipped telling me. Uh, the Bro, team and one the squad. Player don't make a team. We've talked about Edwards not making it. Look, there are players that have made the back line who aren't better than Edwards, but it's about fit. It's about what Malman Inge wants. Let's get to, um, I mean, the fact that
2: so, other players have missed be, out. Before you go any further, Just, I mean, just entertain me for one moment. Mm. Who who do you think's playing on the wings?
0: (laughs) Who are your wingers? Well, number two is Daly Cherry Evans and number five is Jake Trebojevic. So there's your wingers, mate.
2: Tell me who your wingers are. Tell me who you think Mal's wingers are.
0: Josh Adokar is a lock. He will be on the left wing. Uh, Mark it down. I think he'll be playing outside Luttrell. So I think you can almost guarantee that'll be the mix on the left. The right-hand side is interesting because Marion Talunghi, doesn't he play left wing,
2: the Cowboys? Uh, I thought he played left wing. So Maybe he does, but I've never taken too much notice. Well, Phil plays on the right. so. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Be he's been
0: on the wing. Yep. So, so he's a left winger. He can play on the right. There's no dramas. Campbell Graham is the other winger in the squad. And yes, he has played right wing quite a bit in the past. And probably if he'd played for New South Wales, that's where he would have um, got a run. So they're the two, other two wingers. And then it's the question he, of... This is why I'm asking the yeah. a question. This is why it's the decision of is Val Holmes a center for the Australia or is he a winger? That's the question.
2: Well, he's he's definitely not a better center than Jack White. and that, that I don't have a blue hat on saying that. He's definitely not a better inclusion in the team than Jack white Is Jack Whiten? I a think white he's bigger. That's how he uh, well, has to
0: play if Latrell is at left center.
2: Absolutely, and I think he can, and I, and I think he will. Um, I, I, I think. I, I, the only other place for Jack White is fourteen. Um, but I think he's a waste at fourteen, to be honest. I think he takes too long to come into the game. I yeah. think he's he's he needs to start. And and I don't believe that that Val Holmes, as good a player as he is, is a better right center than Jack White can be.
0: To answer the question then, our team is better with Val Holmes on the wing because White is a superior player to a Campbell Graham or a moment. Correct. That's that's yep. the answer. And so as far as I'm concerned with Australia, you pick the best players you can in the in the squad, and you find places for them. So Jack White better be practicing a lot at right centre because I think that's where he'll be with Val Holmes on his right wing. I like that back line: Tedesco, Adokar, Mitchell, White, and Holmes, Munster, and Cleary. Even if yeah. even if it is DCE, uh, that's that's a back line that's going to beat a lot of teams in this World Cup.
2: You know what I think? You know what I think is going to get Cleary the nod. Not not because I think he's better than DCE, which I do think he's better, mm. but I think Isaiah Yo at thirteen, and he will be at thirteen, yep. is is gonna be that little duo there, Cleary and Yo, um is to use one of your words, is absolutely delicious. And <laughs> that you you want those guys in your team, those two.
0: Well, you know, it lets Cleary play the role he plays. Correct. And I correct. don't know if DCE is gonna be as happy being second receiver as often as Cleary is with Yo at thirteen playing that role. Because if yeah. if
2: DCE plays at seven, does Yo play more of a running role? Yeah, I think you're wasting him if you do, but but either way, I mean I, I guess I guess the other way you could play it is Murray at thirteen and yo off the bench. Um I, I love, I love Murray the...
0: on the edge. Uh, Murray Murray on the edge of New South Wales when he's been not knocked out has mm. been the business for us. He'll be mm. he'll be next to uh well, that's the question is, does Murray play on the left side or the, or Martin on the right because they'll be the two back rowers.
2: Martin's a right side player, isn't he? That's where mm-hmm. he's been playing for Penrith. am um, no, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stretch my mind back to think of Murray on the left. Well he's played, so um, what's
0: happened with South is this when is when uh, Joey Arrow is born in the middle at times they've pushed Murray out into the left edge. So he's yeah, definitely okay. definitely played that role. So I think that is where we end up with for the back row i got no qualms with that. The front row is the interesting one, Cocksmith, because we've got a couple of big boys, a couple of older lads, guys like Ruben Cotter. What is your starting front row? Because I think you've got to go with what is playing to the strengths of some of the guys we've picked in the squad. Just to give you the the lowdown of who Uh, we've got. Campbell Gillard, uh, Tino, Ruben Cotter, Pat Carrigan, Jake Trebojevic. Lindsay Collins and Angus Crotton. That is the play those are the players that will play in the middle
2: for yep. Australia.
0: So who are you starting so, with?
2: So well, I, I sent you a team I sent you a team last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the start of the week. And yeah. sorry, the start of the week. And look, I we, we differ a little bit in the way we think, which is great. Um, but my starting front row would be Jake Troboyovich, Regan Campbell Gillard, and Harry Grant at Hooker. Yeah. Um, you know, there's argument for putting Jake on the bench because he, he can fill that role pretty well as well. And maybe starting Tino at front row, um with Regan Campbell Gillard. And then by the way, I'm not a Regan Campbell Gillard fan, to be to be honest. I, I rewatched the grand final yesterday. Mm. And he and his mate Paulo got smoked by Leota, mostly. Moses, what a and, game. Oh <laughs> Good was he? mate. In that, I, I haven't seen a front row play more of a dominant game for a lot of time, lot of years than Moses Leo played. And that
0: wasn't um, his, his favorite play. My favorite play of his was late in the game. Did you see? Did you see on the on the replay him try and run down Simonson? Did you see?
2: Did you see where he was? Did you it's, see where he? Did you yeah, see he where he was? He was at the ruck. He was at the ruck on the start of the play. And he's eight meters behind when he gets tackled. It's... I can't believe it hasn't been
0: mentioned anywhere. It was spectacular. He wasn't catching him, don't get me wrong. It was No, he wasn't catching, gaining. Getting, but he, he, he was put his losing. head down and went, Stuff this. I'm gonna get try and get there.
2: And he was the first to Dylan Edwards 61st on minute. The celebration. Oh uh, it was yeah. so so a, good. A, so amazing. Good. And and the the hits just kept on coming. Anyway, uh Regan Campbell Gillard and Jake Troy, which I've got. And and you know, you could bracket that possibly with um with Tino. Um I, I think we're a little thin on genuine front rowers. Maybe, well,
0: I mean. pass aside not to play. That was a big one. That was a really big one. Losing him gave a lot of flexibility. It took a lot of flexibility away from the squad because then Tino can play edge back row if you wanted to, but now yeah. he's, he's locked into the middle. I've gone with Campbell Gillard and Tino to start. If you're going to have yeah. Campbell Gillard in your squad, he plays one position, one position only. He starts. If you only want to use yeah. him for that first, that first, you don't bring him off the bench. He is a mm. guy, if you want to go 30 minutes, you can. In the right setup, he's an effective player. I'm fine with him being there. I think he has to be there. I've got Tino mm. starting with him, so I've got a bit of a dynamic nature up front. I don't like the idea of starting Jake and Regan at the same time. Just They don't do a lot for me in that mix. Okay. If you're going to have Jake off the bench, I think he's that guy who comes on and plays 20 minutes and tackles his heart out. Mm. I don't have a spot for him at this stage, but as the tournament unfolds. He's, he's
2: not in your 17. He's
0: not in my 17. And wow. I know that might sound harsh, but that's what I'm thinking. yeah Carrigan is the first prop off the bench playing in that middle area. I think Mal will pick Cotter because he also can cover a few other positions if he had to. He can Yeah. yeah, And he'll give you that 15, 20 minutes of just go. That's what he'll give you. So I'm good with that. Mm. And it's really a question of what they do in the 16. I think the 7-0 will be Ben Hunt. I don't think there's any doubt about that slash DCE. It's really a question of do they pick? If Jack Whiten doesn't start in the centres, do they pick him as the as the third reserve and you know ability to play him anywhere, play him in the back row if you had to? And the I other one's a waste. But the other one's it's Matt Burton. Does he decide that he's someone else he can bring in as a bit of extra cover in a bunch of positions? I, mm. I think I can see him not picking Trebojevic, Nanai. I'm surprised. Well, actually, probably the biggest shock for me is Lindsay Collins in the squad because I think him and D- and RCG are the same player. So yeah. I don't see the point in. Taken two of them, uh, and mm-hmm. Angus Crichton. I, I look. I I'll, if I had to pick between Angus Crichton and a Jack Whiten, I'd probably take a Jack Whiten if I was
2: trying to fill the the multiple positions sort of role because he might have an impact. It's, see for me, mate, Jack Whiten and Burton are the same player. That's
0: what I'm saying, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. So if you're going to play four reserves, one is Ben Hunt, and yep. then you've got your Burton slash Whiten. We well, used to do this all the time under Bozo. He used to always pick basically two, two backs. backs. We don't have to have a massive front row rotation. If you've got Carrigan and Cotter coming off the bench, they can play big minutes if they need to. Yeah, I like the flexibility. And in a World Cup, you need to be able to throw someone on who might be able to change the game. You don't need another front rower, and that's why mm. I don't have room for Jake. Mm.
2: Speaking of speaking of um, speaking of Bozo, mm. do you remember do you remember where he played Greg Alexander on one Kangaroo tour? Fullback. Incorrect. Booker. He played wing. Did he? Yes, he did. Was that the was that one where he scored forty odd points. I'm not sure if that was, was the that one. There was a, a game back by then. There was a game there where he was in number five. Because I remember seeing the team sheet. I've got a book around here somewhere that's got a, a the team yeah, sheet. for it, well, it
0: would have been the 1990 1990 um, Kangaroo Tour. I mean, mind you, we did play 50 games that tour. It's astonishing Didn't to think it? back to how many. How many tests? Uh, how many how many tour games they played on top of test matches? A lot of lot of tour games. yeah. Uh, bring back yeah. the uh, kangaroo tour, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll look it up while you're, so, you're
2: going through your bench, mate. Yeah, so so look, uh, my, my bench differs crazily to yours because I I don't have Murray starting, and I know that you love Murray starting, and I know that you're probably going to poo poo this, but I had Nani starting. So much people. <laughs> I had Nani starting on the left edge. Now, you know, some will argue that Luttrell and and Murray are, are a great combination on that left edge um, together. Problem is Nanai um, plays on the right, dude. Yeah, I know, and that's why that's why I would have I'd have Martin on the left okay. and Nanai on the right. Um, but anyway, so my bench is made up of well, pretty much the same as similar to yours. But I've got Murray, which isn't the same as you. I've got Carrigan. Mm-hmm. I've got Tino. And I've got Ben Hunt, and I've got Burton as 18th man yep. um, in mind. But I see I've got White and starting at four. So <clears throat> my team, and I'll go through them from one to 18, is Tedesco, Ado Car, Latrell Mitchell, Jack White, and uh, Valentine Holmes on the other wing. Munster at five a Clear at halfback, Yo at 13, Nani at 12, Liam Martin at 11, RCG at 10. Uh, Harry Grant at nine and Jake Travoy, which at eight. With Cameron Murray, Carrigan, Tino Fasua, Ma'ali. I think that's yeah, how you yeah. say. It. That's much better ben, than my efforts. Ben Hunt uh are on the bench and Burton and eighteen. Um but I, I do concede that if Murray starts, you're not going to carry Nanai on the bench. No, he's no. a he's a he's your eighty minute player, um or he's one of your eighty minute forwards. So therefore you would take another so our teams are fairly similar, just you know, I've probably got one player in there that you didn't consider in Nanai. Um, oh, I Jake, And I've got Jake as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Jake. Yep. I don't think, I, think he's I a can't see Burton
0: getting eighteenth man. And I'll tell you this, why? Because if DCE ain't at number seven, he's eighteenth man. He's not going to disrespect him by leaving him out of the squad entirely.
2: He'll be eighteenth man. See, I hate window dressing. I don't think I don't think DCA should be on the tour. But, but you know, what, what, what is this, ribbons for everybody? Come on.
0: <laughs> no, Come that's on. that's Angus Crichton and Lindsay Collins, mate. Yeah. Uh, they end up with a squad. I, I like the squad. I've got no issues. As I said, the other players that may have got left out, Hudson Young probably is a bit unlucky. He got. We, mm-hmm. we discussed this on the grand final review pod. Him and Lane basically got pushed out by Liam Martin, uh, given mm-hmm. that it was clear that uh, Nanai was obviously to be there in Mao's team. Yeah. The other player yeah. that I thought might end up going, and he's ended up playing for Tonga now, is Dave feeder just because he offers something different. If they if they needed, you know, twenty minutes of something off the bench, I like him more than a Crichton. I like him more than a Nani. Like just in that role, and I, and I know no. that Mal is a big fan. Obviously, give us he's the head of culture there at the Titans and paid him one point two million or whatever. Uh, he's ended up going and he's now playing for Tonga. Uh, other players that. I had on the list that, that missed out that haven't really been talked about. The two wingers for PNG, mate. Alex Johnson and Xavier Coates are unlikely to miss out to Murray and Telunghi, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You could. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with that. What's Alex Johnson well, think, got to do more? Score more tries? Yeah. Uh, look, I think, I think I'd probably have Coates ahead of Johnson, um, mm. but what about Selwyn Cobo? What's his deal?
0: He, I don't know whether he pulled out for any particular reason, but he missed out as well. Even has he just Oates flamed out? out?
2: He flamed out at the end of the year, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Uh, he played in the – he actually played in the PM's game. So did he? Okay. That's surprising. Uh, Dane Gagai has fallen off the representative cliff. Yeah, he's finished. Didn't even get mentioned. Uh, Jai Arrow, I know, did a groin in the prelim, so I'd say that's probably why he's out. But I thought he might have got in – ahead of a Lindsay Collins or a Crichton, given the strength yeah. of his form at the end of the year. And actually, to be fair to Angus Crichton, he actually played really well at the back end of the year. He really did. He did. I just he saw really what did. he did in Origin when he needed to step up for us and he didn't. And that was like, mm. if that's the role you're going to play for Australia, wasn't the greatest audition. Uh, the other mm. player uh, who should have put his hand up to play in the uh, test matches because it could have taken care of his suspension is Ryan Maddow. Sorry, I can't finish that comment.
2: Um, <coughs> Maddow, <laughs> Australia. Uh, hilarious. Can let's I- talk about that. Let's talk about that just for a moment. Yeah, I know that's we're going off piste a little bit, but let's talk about Ryan Madison. Um, he's obviously got the poops with the NRL because he's got a fine, and you know, it's his third of the year. So they they've been warned that they go up incrementally. I think, mate, I think it was a pretty poor crusher. It, it was it was hardly a crusher. You know, going forward, let's. Well, Quickly, let me just go off track here. I think going forward, the referee, when a player backs into another player, has to yell held straight away, right? And But there has to be a proviso that the player who is in the position to do the crusher is allowed to reposition and take him to the ground because players do this on purpose. They will run and back into a player and this can only be good for them because... They can get a pass away or they'll get a crusher awarded to them, yeah. right? The, def- the defender can't do anything. If he tries to take him to the ground from where he is, there's a high percentage is going to be a crusher. I don't think Madison, there was no intent whatsoever, mm. right? And I think he was desperately unlucky. But the, the NRL has to do something about this because they're getting coached to do it. Players are getting coached to do it. Get in there, turn around, push backwards with your legs. And and the reason why Madison probably tried to take him to the ground was because he's still getting drive off the legs. Yeah. You know, he's still getting pushed. So, but Ryan Madison electing to sit three games out because the NRL gave him the option of a $4,000 fine for his third grade one infringement of the year. Now, if he's on, we believe he's on about six hundred grand. It mm. means he makes twelve thousand dollars every week of the year, twelve grand, right? And he's going to sit out three NRL games, so not to pay four thousand dollars. So he's going to pocket thirty-six grand and elect not to pay the four thousand dollar fine for something that, yeah, was pretty mediocre that he got. Got cited for, but it's it is what it is. Hmm. It was in a grand final, you know. I tend to agree. I tend to agree with with Mark Geyer on this. There's, you know, it's not a good optic, is it? It's not. It's not a a real good thing that a bloke is going to sit down on a sideline for three weeks while he's getting paid twelve grand a week from the club, so he doesn't have to pay a four thousand dollar fine. Um do you want to play? Do you want to play next to that bloke? <laughs> I
0: don't know. He wanted to play with the Dolphins apparently as well. Uh, anyway, uh, Maddo, uh, my issue with Maddo is that he brought up the Joram Luai kick as the reason why which he was suspended. But there's another crusher in the z- same game with Papali'i who didn't even
2: get cited. Bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we, we know now when the the video surfaced that Luai's kick was not a kick. He
0: actually does get him in the, in the, he doesn't kick him in, that foot doesn't kick him, the shin does. But, but he, he kind of leans against him with the shin, but there is lead up to that it. though. There is lead up to that though that, that informed the whole kick it, kick narrative. It's not like it just came out of the blue all of a sudden he stood there. He was having a crack yeah. at Papa Lee for pushing him in the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick night. we've got to wrap up because our Zoom's almost over and this is the Australian portion of the pod. But effectively, um, I think we gave, it's going to sound harsh, but I think we gave, Got a bit of a bit too much raps in the review podcast. I've rewatched that game. He's a weak link in that team. Sorry, I didn't like what I saw on the replay. I thought he actually played poorly.
2: Uh, look, I think his effort was there. He, he definitely his effort was. He was trying. He tried too hard. I think, mm. mate. Given yep. what I've seen, yep. um, and I still think, and I've said this to you away from the pod, I still think there's an issue with he and Mitchell Moses. They seem to be at loggerheads quite a lot. They tend to argue on the field a lot hmm. if you watch the back play and watch their their interactions. Um, and I know that they're both probably very, very uh, competitive, but the the team has to belong to one player. It can't belong to both of them. Um, and I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to put them on the chopping block here and say that, while ever Gutherson and Moses are together, neither of them will win a f- grand final. That's a nice way of the
0: podcast because neither of them made the World Cup squad, I can tell you that. That's
2: I, the... don't think, I don't think they complement each other at all. And, um, yeah, I, I, you remember a few weeks ago I, I said to you, Paramount, don't make the final. I'll tell you what I think it is. Mm. That little combination there is, is part of the problem, yep. part of a bigger problem. Um and also they need another front rower. <laughs> All right.
0: That's the podcast. We've done one. But guess ever guess what everybody? We're gonna do two. Uh we're gonna wrap this one up now, episode two six three. That's the Australian World Cup. We're gonna do a lot of more podcasts, hopefully, Cox Are you committing to World Cup podcasts, my friend?
2: I'm committed. committed. I'm committed. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. When
0: are they letting you out?
2: I'm not I'm not gonna sit out three weeks on the sideline. Uh good, good. No. I uh, I wasn't gonna pay you four grand, that's for sure.
0: Or well, twelve grand a week, your little maths. You must be earning close to six hundred thousand dollars a year if you knew what the
2: uh the number was divided by fifty-two. <laughs> uh, mate, I don't know. I look I, I I just I think I think Aaron Woods, and I don't I don't I don't necessarily go to Aaron Woods for advice or life advice, but I think what he said yesterday about that whole Madison thing, that some blokes would pay fifty grand to play in an NRL game. Mm-hmm. Play in an NRL game. Um just and I reckon there's more people, more players out there with his way of thinking than the opposite. And I just don't get it. I you know, I, I don't understand, you know, you're getting all all crappy about getting a four thousand dollar fine. Just pay it, mate. He must be the tightest human in the world, Madison. He must be. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. He's a bloke that gets twelve thousand dollars every single week. That's nearly two thousand bucks a day. To play professional rugby league okay, well, and not have to go in big human ditches.
0: Calculator, you're on fire.
2: I know, hundred percent, I am. <laughs>
0: More numbers. Uh, World <laughs> Cup starts on uh, Sunday morning, the 16th. So about a week and a bit away, England Samoa. The games uh, are going to be played at sort of either really late at night our time or really early morning, uh, hmm. the next day. So it's a 12:30 a.m. start on the Sunday morning, England Samoa. And then at five thirty, Australia Fiji is the first time you'll see the kangaroos running out there. They're playing at five thirty AM Australian Eastern day, Daylight Time. Just remember, everybody, if you're in, um, I, I what, can't
2: commit. I can't commit to all the pool games, mate. But I will commit to every Aussie game. I will watch them all. I think that's what we'll
0: try and do: is go through the Aussie, uh, Aussie game. We're not going to go after every. Uh, no. You know, the cracking Jamaica Island game. Although, to be fair, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see Luke Healy play for Ireland. That's gonna be fun watching, you know, a player who's this much better than everybody else on his side and see whether he can um, drag him across. I'm, I'm interested in those matches. But that's a three am start. That'll be on the replay. Uh that's the podcast. Two six six three, sorry, uh Australian Kangaroos reaction to the team. We'll be back uh when you listen to this on the podcast with another one. Uh the first episode, I think, Cox Smith of
1: Recruitment
2: Whisperers. That's what Um, I've been living for for the last six months, mate, waiting for this moment. Uh, Take us out, buddy. Mate, I will talk to you in about 10 minutes. Pepsi.
1: Look, we want to promote the international game Um, so I don't have any problem with the player playing state of origin and then selecting the nation that he wants to play for. I think that's the way we're going to grow the international game and Brad Fittler, the the coach of the New South Wales team has been very outspoken about the criteria. Um, We did look at it last year. Unfortunately, COVID interrupted that uh, investigation. We will continue to look at it because we want to have a a very strong state of origin but we also want to have a very strong international game And, and I think that um, look, there's a few tweaks we can do to the criteria where we can get both objectives um, satisfied. In what sense would it be? Well, it, it, look, looking at um, if a player basically is born and bred in Australia, he can still play state of origin and select the, the team that he plays for internationally. Is one of the areas that we can look at. Um, and look, you've got the the Tier A and TB B nations at the moment we have to look at that. Um, but look I don't want to preempt anything but uh, we'll certainly be reviewing it with with the assistance of the two state of origin coaches and Mal naturally um, to make sure we've got the best model especially considering the the growth of the the game in the Pacific and and to, to an extent the where, where England's going which are probably not not as strong as they've been in the past. What you just said, is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now
2: dumber for having listened to it. You've been sleeping over there? Pepsi.